She is a rising star in Norway, a veteran of Melody Grand Prix, and our girl is back. It is Elsie Bay. Hi. Hello. It's so good to see you. I've literally just listened to your song for MGP 2023, and it is so touching. Thank you so much. Why do we do this? Why not give in to it? Though left unsaid, I sense passion in your eyes. It feels so honest. It's like you're talking to someone while singing to them. Could you tell us about that process, about how you wrote this number? Oh, yeah. Um, I wanted to, I mean, the song is about reaching out to somebody that you love before it's too late. And it is from the perspective of a person who doesn't have the courage to do that and who's like making up excuses. Um, and that's what I wanted to capture. And I, I feel like I, I managed to do that in a way of having all these excuses of like, oh, maybe one day I'll reach out to you, but not today. I could always love you in a dream if I can't have you in reality, all those things. Um, yeah. But then also question, wh why do we do this? Why not just why not just say something? Because I, I think you feel the same way too. I can sense passion in your eyes. And, you know, not saying anything, that sh for sure means goodbye. Because if you don't say anything, the other person doesn't say anything, nothing happens. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, the title even, Love You in a Dream, did the song come to you in a dream? <laughs> what was the starting point? That was that was the line that I had from before. When I went into this session, I had the line of, I could always love you in a dream. And I think that came to me uh, on a train ride or something, looking out the window, listening to other songs and just like, sometimes it just pops into your head. So I brought that with me. And I also brought a couple of lines of from the second verse, like maybe one day when we're growing old, pick up the phone, something like that. Mm. The rest came to me in the session. So <laughs> That's fantastic. So this was written in one session? Yes. Wow. Is that natural for you? Does that always happen? Or is it sometimes more involved? Sometimes it takes more days. But, but this was written in a songwriting camp. And I really like songwriting camps because you have that pressure. Most of them are set up uh, so that you have a listening session at the end of the day. Um, and and therefore you you have to perform because you don't want people to listen to half a song when you know that everyone else is going to be on their bring their best game and and write really really good songs um so so yeah i i really enjoy writing one song in in a day and um and this was written like that and when i listen to your songs particularly this one and your mgp song from last year i think of movies i think of cinema like a modern james bond not the old school something classic, but also 2023. Do movies inspire you or it's something else inspiring you? No, absolutely. I, I really like, especially TV series, I would say. I, I like that more than movies, but but yeah, it it's, it's, it's that, I would say, mm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's like this classical vibe of strings, piano. Do you play the piano? I don't. I don't. It's Andrea uh, Stone. Mm -hmm. He is he's a genius. Yeah. And it's a good time to shout out to your co-authors here, Andrea Stone, Johansson, and Tom Uller. <laughs> Could yeah. you tell us about working with them and what that was like for you? Well, so Andreas and I met for the first time when we wrote Death of Us back in August 2021. 
and I knew that he was coming to this camp and usually you get paired up with random people for a camp and they usually you know put you in a new group every day and uh I knew the host of the camp and I was like can I please be teamed up with Andreas because I <laughs> I felt like I had a plan of of wanting I wanted to write this loving a dream song and I thought he's the perfect guy to do that with mm -hmm. and then also I I had heard about Tom and I'd met him once but I never written with him before and I thought he the rumor has it he's really good so maybe I just make another wish as well what if I write with Andreas and Tom and luckily I got to do that and um yeah it was it was a very good session I think Tom was a bit uh shocked in the beginning because <laughs> me and Andreas we had so many plans already before the session even huh. really started but um but I think we're a good team and we've been writing a few songs after so and how do I say this? The song, because it is so honest and so direct, I can't help but wonder, has the person it's about heard it? I don't know. <laughs> it remains a mystery. Yes, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest enough to say that I don't feel like this for the person anymore. I am very happy now I've made the right decision. Um but I was inspired to write this anyways, because this was how I was feeling for for quite some time. But how beautiful you can take a negative experience and make it something so lovely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the easiest way for me to write songs is when I'm unhappy. So I do struggle <laughs> a little bit to write songs when I am happy, because I, I, I like to write about the sad stuff. But sometimes it takes a little bit of an effort to to tap into the sad topics when I am actually genuinely very happy these days so um I had to dig deep and I had to go back in time to to write this mm -hmm. song but um I am very proud of the result and is there anything you can tell us about the upcoming semi-final semi-final two which people of course will be watching this weekend how will you stage it I am planning to bring dancers why do we do this? Why not give in to it? Though left unsaid, I sense passion in your eyes. Wow, I wasn't expecting that. No, but it's a waltz, you know? Mm. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that's a good change from last year when I brought the strings, you know, for the final. Um, so there's going to be two dancers, like a couple's dance, and um, hopefully they're going to portray and help portray the message of the song of like, something's here, but nobody's, you know, taking the final step of saying it out loud. So um, yeah, I, it looks really good on rehearsals. So um, hopefully it'll look equally as good on stage. That's exciting, you know, because the song to me is very contemplative. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. But to have the visual give it that dynamic feel, I think it's very smart. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> we shall see. And of course, so many people fell in love with you last year at MGP with the death of us. Your career came to life even more. Um, <laughs> you know, you were in the top four. There was so much hype. And in the end, you know, Subwoofer went 
I'm curious, looking back, was that a difficult experience or was it celebratory because you still did so well, even if you didn't go to Eurovision? I think it, it was was the latter one because because I was so nervous about the performance itself. And of course, I wanted to go to Eurovision. But at the same time, going up on that stage and performing in a, in a way that I felt like I could be proud of myself, it was like a huge relief. So when I was finished with the performance, and I also was announced top four um it, it was a, overall a very good experience and since I didn't win I didn't have to go back in and film a backup um performance on the Monday after in case COVID was going to ruin your revision so I was basically free and could party with my friends and don't care if I got COVID and <laughs> so it was overall a very very great experience and we got to celebrate um a, closing a chapter Fantastic. And of course, the book of Elsie Bay has many chapters, many chapters. I'm just looking at your bio and you worked on the soundtrack to the TV series Scam, which was such a huge hit. What did yeah. you take away from that experience? What's it like for you to hear yourself on that show? Well, actually, um, I think it, since it's an RK show, they have some kind of deal where they don't need to ask permission to use something. So we didn't actually know that it was in there until it was out. Oh. Um, and I've, I've experienced that, that many times with shows uh, from NRK that people just send me a little snap of, oh, your song was on this program I watched. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Um, <laughs> so actually, it was a, it was a very, very positive surprise for us that we we didn't know about. And it was, um, there's so many people who have contacted contact me and said that they heard my song and they know about me now because of that show so I'm also very very grateful that they actually picked that song and another interesting detail is your work in South Korea you're actually the voice of the intro to the series the queen's house what is the show about and what is your theme tune well to be honest we've struggled a little bit to uh to be able to see it to watch it especially with English subtitles I'm not entirely sure what it's about but it seems like a like a drama a series um and I can see that somebody's married and something went wrong so <laughs> go watch <laughs> if you know Korean especially um but uh, very honored to be picked there as well um and I haven't really worked a lot with the Asian market before so it's very exciting to to tap into that as well it's a very very different different type of market and I, I went to to Seoul to write in October and it was a great experience very different but Ooh. still very very fun yeah that's incredible. What was it more intense? Was it I guess how was it different when you were there recording? So the the main difference is the way that they do their sessions. They usually have the full track from before and so you are there to write only the melody and the lyrics and record the vocals. And it's usually in the sessions that I was the artist wasn't there. And that's normal when I work in more with uh western artists that that they're usually there and they tell me what they want to write about. But, but there I didn't meet any other artists. So basically we write something and then they just send it to them. Do you like it or do you not like it? And that's how it gets picked or not. Oh gosh. Um, yeah. And you of course have written for lots of artists, not just Elsie Bay. Looking through your, you know, your the MGP catalog, for instance, Witchwoods, you had Hammer of Thor. Um, you've got Aline Thorpe with Not Meant to Be. What's it like for you as a songwriter when you hear other artists or see other artists on stage with that track you worked on? Oh, it's it's a very special moment. Uh, and especially the first time with with Emmy and Witchwoods. It's such a weird feeling because you you 
you sit in a room with people that you might know a little bit and then you just put some words on a paper and sing a little melody and then um, a few months later the song is on tv and somebody's singing and they have made a choreography and they've got outfits and there's so many people involved you know camera crew and and you're like because of what I did in that room a few months ago it's a very surrealistic experience but but also I'm super super grateful that I, I get to experience it yeah do, do you feel their success and their pain you know if they do well are you but if they do bad you're like oh well, I mean, I'm always rooting for them. So, you know, when people ask me this year, who are you going to, who would you vote for if you weren't in? <laughs> Obviously, I would vote for Alina Torp because I was part of part of that. And I'm definitely rooting for her, hoping that she, she does well. Yeah. And in the past year, you've been quite busy traveling Germany, Austria, Sweden, Switzerland, South Korea. As you go to these different places, do you find, but we've talked about South Korea, but in the European countries, do you also find there can be differences in how people approach writing or performance, recording? Yeah, I mean, it is, it is different. Like in Germany, for instance, they have schlagers <laughs> that they're very into. And um, and in Norway, we have Rüstemusik. I mean, Norwegians like to write in, in Norwegian, so... Um, sometimes when I write with other people from other countries, I don't necessarily speak the language that they want to write in. And so I can't really help with the lyrics. Um, but, but it's, that's why I also like to travel. And that's why I also like writing for other people is that I don't need to stick to one sort of genre. Um, I can do whatever, whatever the artist wants. Mm, it's an interesting point. And the two songs that Eurovision fans know you most for, of course, are in English. When you write them, are you writing explicitly in English or do you sometimes think in Norwegian and then translate to English? How's it work? No, it's it's all in English, actually. And I think that's because that's what I've been doing uh, most of the time when I write. So I can, even though my, my vocabulary is much bigger in Norwegian, I have a harder time writing in Norwegian because I uh -huh. don't do it that often. Um, so it's, I feel like it's a little bit of a technique to kind of be able to access your vocabulary when you when you write. So I, I would say that I'm much better at writing English, even though my vocabulary there is obviously much, much more limited. You know, I wonder if it's like a blessing because I think, I mean, you obviously speak incredible English and your lyrics, they sound so pure and like direct to the, you know, they punch to the gut because they're, they're so, what's the word? raw and honest and maybe if you knew too many words you would use the wrong one do you know what I mean like it's it's just so powerful I think what you've done both this year and last year I would never have known it's not your first language I would have been like this girl speaks incredible native English. do you know what I mean thank you so much but it is it is one thing to to consider because you want people to be able to read your lyrics and understand it and if you use words that most people don't know well it's harder for them to to um yeah yeah what's that word to connect with it to yeah connect yeah mm. exactly and, and I, that's also one thing that i tried to do with loving a dream more than death of us to to give a clearer picture of the actual story ah because i think even myself got a little bit confused by death of us sometimes <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point i like um how this year i think the narrative is very clear because you know I think halfway through, you talk about the future. You know, first you're in the past, and then you're talking yes. about the future when we're old. And we're following you through time, which is so nice. Well, thank you. 
I'm, I'm glad you picked up on that because because that was the plan the past and then the present and then the future yeah. Yeah. And the voice, of course, is past, present, and future. That's Elsie Bay. <laughs> and one thing I struggle with is your voice is so unique. How would you describe it? Like, what are the words that come to mind when you hear your own voice? And I know that can be awkward to describe, but it's just so unique. Well, thank you. Um, at the beginning, it was an awkward feeling. It's like, you know, that feeling of hearing a recording of yourself talking and you'd be like, is that what I sound like? Um, but I, I'm getting used to it. And I think it's hard to describe it. it I try to sing just what com how it comes natural. And then also I have Andreas on my side who's like, no, you need to get more into that emotion and do it like this. Oh. <laughs> and, okay, let's try that. And it usually works. He usually knows what he's talking about. Um, but it is hard to, to describe my own voice in a way. Um, yeah. Now, I I'm always think like of it. these old school classic, like not Shirley Bassey, but there's something so cinematic is the word I keep thinking of because it pops out and it's soothing, but it's interesting. Um, it's a lot of flavor is what I'm trying to say. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and you know, this is a tough competition in the GP. Lots of great songs this year. Do you allow yourself to think about what Eurovision might be like, or are you staying very much focused on semifinal two on Saturday? Well, both, um, because I'm I am in it to win it. Even though realistically, I know that not everyone can win, but I think you know um, if I'm if I'm going to say yes to this, I, I like it, last year I have to I have to go for the win. And if I go to Eurovision, I will go for the win there as well. And then we'll see what happens. So I have that in mind, definitely. Um, but also very focused on semifinal two, because I know that if people don't like it, they're not going to vote for it. And the journey might end right there. Ooh, let's not even discuss that because we are confident Elsie Bay is going through so many great genres in MGP. It's incredible. Like in your semifinal alone, you've got you, then you've got, you know, Brazilian dance, and you've got kind of, I don't know, clubby garage. I don't know how to describe it. Are there any genres that you personally, through MGP, have become more familiar with or more of a fan of? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was definitely very much a fan of um, of France in, in 2021. Voila. But the same, that's kind of maybe what I do. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, but I think I, I'm these these kind of fantasy fairy tale Norwegian woods kind of songs are kind of growing <laughs> on me uh, with Freya this year. And um, yeah, being a part of writing Witchwoods and Hammer of Thor also helped on that. <laughs> That's so funny. It really does feel Norwegian to those of us on the outside. So it's interesting mm -hmm. to hear that you as a Norwegian also feel it's very Norwegian. Yeah, well, it it's it, it sort of is in, in, a, in one way. Yeah. yeah. Well, the queen of this fairy tale is Miss Elsie Bay. We are so excited for you and we're wishing you so much luck. Do you have any final words for your fans ahead of the show on Saturday? Thank you so much for all the support that you've given me so far. I am so grateful for that. And remember, I need your help. I need you to vote. If nobody votes, the journey ends here. Don't let it happen, y'all. Pick up Don't let it happen. Elsie <laughs> <laughs> Bay, always a pleasure. Thank you so much, Tuzan Tak. Thank you so much. <laughs>